0: Hey everybody, Jason here. Just a quick admin note. Normally this would be a OSR Tidbits episode but or a call-in episode, and I've got one kind of set up, but I have a chance to actually talk to somebody about one of the topics that I was going to discuss. So I'm going to put that on hold, and instead of publishing this on Sunday, I'm going to publish this today, and then hopefully we'll get that OSR Tidbits episode with a special guest out. This coming Sunday. I hope you enjoy this. What well, pockets of the beer or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him, What you got? He said, I'll start off with some talking, and some movie clips, some popcorn, fighting, fantasy explorations, and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching, and some blind unboxings, full-month door movie marathons, sometimes I'll let the dogs go on, Contest and the push you know it's all about games. I a slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. the other jason welcome back to the nerds rpg variety cast i'm your host jason today is another segment in our year of albert pun the year of pun albert pun of course legendary filmmaker that passed last year and i decided to celebrate his life by reviewing one of his movies every month this year and i've got a good friend on with me today spencer also known as free throw from keep off the borderlands
1: Hello, Jason. Pleasure to be here.
0: And what movie are we talking about today, Spencer?
1: Um, we are talking about Alien from L.A. And um, I haven't written down... What, what year was this?
0: This is 1980. 1988. Of course, the the standout of this is this is Kathy Ireland's first major role, starring role.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not sure what else she went on to do but um uh, she, was uh, a,
0: she was in a she was in a sports comedy called necessary roughness um all right she, she's done some other things uh mm. necessary roughness is the thing that pops up in my head but but she did other things she was in they did a, a airplane style send-up of lethal weapon movies called loaded weapon she's in that oh yes yes um she's oh, in seen, Miami. I haven't
1: seen that in a long time
0: yeah i haven't either yeah with um was it emilio estevez and sam jackson i think um yeah I remember right uh mom and dad saved the world miami hustle um she hasn't done a whole lot i mean she's a supermodel and which isn't a bad thing at all
1: no no but, i believe she's quite a successful uh, business woman as well
0: well actually that's true so so i shouldn't say that so to to me because i grew up you know, that time, you know, I know her from the 80s and all. You know, she was in 13 consecutive Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues and probably best known for those kind of things. But you're right. She is. She's a success, yeah, successful businesswoman. Now she's a fashion designer, a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, v- very famous, very successful woman. Uh w- One of the things she's known for and the reason she was cast in this is she's very statuesque. She's 5'10". You know, so she's, she's actually pretty tall, all Mm -hmm. considered. And that, so initially this, she wasn't part of this movie, but I guess we should, we should bring this back a little bit. Uh, Everybody, there are full spoilers for alien from LA here. I can't imagine the spoilers would ruin the movie at all for you. Oh Uh, no, no, that's not going to ruin it, (laughs) but it, it is available. You can find it on streaming services. You can find it on YouTube. It, it there is a blu-ray out there for it. Vinegar Syndrome released this on blu-ray. Which which is kind of interesting cuz this is as close to a kids movie as Albert Pun ever made. Mm. The the only movie that's more of a kids movie than this is the sequel Journey to the Center of the Earth, which Albert Pun had his name removed from. And and, and we'll touch on that.
1: Mm. Mm. But, but yeah, I was surprised actually or, that this was yeah, it was it Come across like a kid's movie, yeah,
0: There's very much. Nothing does. in um, there, yeah. H- had you seen this or the eighty eighty nine Journey to the Center of the Earth? Before? No, no, I'm not really
1: familiar with uh Albert's work at all, to be honest. I mean, I'm aware. Did he direct Cyborg? With he did, he did. Van Dam, yeah. yeah, um, and I, I, I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen that, but I understand that if I'm going to watch one of his movies, it should probably be that one.
0: Yeah, th- so this one, uh, so it's three most polished movies as far as the look and the feel and coherentness, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Um, like Dangerously Close, which you can find out there. There's another one that Daniel Norton and I have recorded a review of. I'm not sure if it can- if that review is aired before or after this. I believe it's airing after this one, because I've-, I've recorded a number of these ahead of time. Brain Smash or A Love Story with Terry Hatcher and Andrew Dice Clay of all people. It that, that very that's actually a very polished movie, all considered. Quick background for here. This is made by the Canon group. And when we hear Canon, we know its quality. They made the best movie of the 80s, hands down, Golan <laughs> and Globus. The idea here that he was hired to do Journey to the Center of the Earth. And he said, I'll do the job if you let me make this movie I want to make, Alien from LA, this fairy tale movie. And and it was kind of his version of Journey to the Center of the Earth. And he said, I'll make it for a million dollars. And they said, sure, we'll let you do that. And so they they started making this movie. And and I'm not sure who originally was cast as the lead, but he at the very last minute, he saw a picture. He saw some pictures of Kathy Ireland and cast her at the very last minute. She was not an actress at this time. She had you know done her modeling and things, but she you know didn't have any acting background at this point. But he cast her anyway, and then she started taking acting lessons. And actually, for a, a non-trained person, you know, for somebody just thrown in the role, she does pretty darn good. Um, the oh, squeaky
1: Yeah, she's not the worst person in the movie, by but I, I would
0: argue I would argue she's the best thing in the movie by far.
1: Mm, mm. You, yeah, I mean the voice is intentionally right. a little irritating, but uh yeah. Well, that's and,
0: and that's not her normal voice. She's putting reason. that voice mm. on.
1: Honda, the creep broke up with you over your answer. I just want to know why he broke up. He doesn't like you. Thanks, stacy You should have gone blonder.
0: He's here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she puts that voice on. Cause so if you go listen to another clip, like go find a clip from Necessary Roughness just a couple years later, you'll hear her regular voice relax big
1: guy you've already got the job
0: he he asked her to do that originally her character wasn't going to be as nerdy as, as she is here but here she's played up uh, you know kind of nerdy and frumpy and and mm, i mm. think she does a pretty passable job she really does i the movie a quick watch it's what nine. it's 127 minutes something like that um yeah doesn't
1: outstay it's welcome
0: yeah and, and i'm just giving a real quick overview here we'll dive into it the i think just to hit the kind of the cinematography stuff and, and and the overall stuff i i think the plot moves pretty well makes decent use of the time i don't really think you get too bored in it the music is is fine it, it doesn't stand out but but it but it's okay the cinematography is interesting because we see some interesting cuts in here and, and some interesting transitions and maybe we can talk mm-hmm. about that but there there are a variety of kind of different transitions he uses he plays around a little bit it, it's a little bit depending on the cut you see of this film it's a little bit dark the vinegar syndrome and the reason i say that's kind of because vinegar syndrome releases a lot of b movies they do some you know closer to Softcore or other kinds of releases as well that they they've saved those old movies and, and get them out there so it's kind of interesting this movie's out through them because like i say this is close to a kid's movie um but uh, all in all it, it's it's kind of an interesting watch i do recommend people check out but if you want to hear us talk first I, I think we're about to get into it Suspenser. what well, you said she's not the worst person in the movie so so maybe we we, we tackle tackle the acting oh. here
1: <laughs> yeah i i wouldn't um i would say script wise the actors aren't given a lot of you know a, yeah. a, a lot <laughs> to play around with um and i don't think anyone's terrible here you know they're all they i they clearly know what movie they're in and right. they're uh you know they're just helping it tick along um uh, i've I wrote some notes down while I was watching the movie, and they probably possibly a little mean and That's fine. you know uh kind of poking fun at it, but then you know uh so the, the one one of the first things that struck me was that the dialogue is it's almost as if it's written by a a child. It's very very uh simple basic dialogue and um you know which is fine for the movie it is as you say it does it does feel like a kid's movie and i would happily let any i don't think there's anything too disturbing in this um mm-hmm. for, for kids
0: no i think um, this i think this is something you could watch I, I i don't know i'm trying to think of an age cutoff here i mean there's no there's not really any but i mean there's a couple tussles but they're not there's no graphic violence at all no, there's no, no there's no gunfire or anything like that at all there's no, no nudity that's, at all i don't think there's any language yep. um, no
1: no no language and
0: there's nothing really scary in here i don't think there are a couple things that no maybe but not I, I don't think so there's no jump scares there's no nothing particularly horrific in here at all really um yeah i don't no, see this being no. any I definitely think you could watch this with kids. Um, I think you watch it with them, yeah, yeah. but but I definitely think you could. Um, I think the, and and the it opens most... up as the, I, I guess real quickly, I'll turn it over to you. Sorry. It does sure, open up sure. saying it's it's a fairy tale. The, the opening right, screen right. tells you it's a fairy tale. So I think that's kind of what they're going for here.
1: Right. Well, I'm not sure what cut I watched because uh, I've heard it's, dark uh but the one I, I didn't i didn't get that from
0: watching okay the so version you, i saw it
1: didn't you, didn't seem to be too dark for me
0: yeah you may have seen a rip of the blu-ray then depending what you saw right, or right. some of the the, the streaming ones out there now on the streaming services are from the blue mm. are better cut are the better from right, the blue right so yeah
1: okay yeah yeah and uh yeah it didn't look bad um you you mentioned the soundtrack there it's certainly, the beginning of the film, the that's very high in the mix, and it appears to be doing a lot of uh, heavy emotional lifting for the for for uh, what we what the characters are, are meant to be conveying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I wrote uh, Wanda is Daphne. In Thelma's clothing, so she's. She's. It's surprising they chose a supermodel for the role. I mean, obviously, for the for the final sort of reveal, where, you know, she's not wearing a big baggy sweater and and the glasses. Um, uh, you could see, you could see that coming. Um,
0: oh yeah, a, a mile away. One of the reasons yeah, was yeah. I, I mentioned the the five ten, which. You know, it might not sound that tall these days, but the because she was pretty tall, the, that was the reason because he wanted to offset her from the Atlanteans and he, and he wanted to, you know. So, there, I guess maybe we should give a, a quick synopsis of the movie, but because of her height in Atlantis, she's you know, falls with the trolls, right? And the you, you know, these the, right. the bigger people, and that way mm. she would look bigger compared to some of the smaller people in the cast. And and that was intentional casting a, a fairly tall mm. woman in, in in the role, right, right. But um, well, I gotta I, say, I'll, I
1: didn't I didn't really notice that. But...
0: Well, that's because there are a bunch of other tall people in there that that they mm. and and Atlantis they call the tall people trolls, and, and we hear yes, that yeah. yeah throughout. Well, mm. do you want to? Do you want to tackle a, a quick set plot synopsis? I
1: could do, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, we first meet Wanda. She's on the beach with a friend. Um, she gets unceremoniously dumped by her boyfriend who's, you know, he's pretty mean. He's not backward in telling her what he thinks. And, he, yeah, it comes Well, she wrong. pushes him. It's a bit, yeah. a bit yeah. of an arsehole. But, yeah, yes, yeah. and But he has no reservations about, you know, it makes you wonder why he was ever dating her at all.
0: Well,
1: um, and I mean, we, we discover she works. Sorry,
0: no, I was going to say. I mean, like you say, at, at the end of the movie, we get that reveal, and even mm. even frumpy, nerdy Kathy Ireland is still Kathy Ireland, right? I mean, oh, we, yeah, I, yes. I, I I don't think anybody would would feel bad about the you, you know asking no, her out no. or, or or have you know. I mean, she she's a beautiful woman regardless. Even even today, you watch interviews for today, you know, she's aged very gracefully. Um, so yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs>
1: right. Well, um, yeah. And then I was going to say we we find out she's working at a diner. She's um, uh, um, doing the you know roller uh, roll skates. Um,
0: yeah, driving. No, yeah, drive it. That's that's yep. that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And she's working for her aunt.
0: They is they it, call that it? character Auntie. I don't think she's actually i'm not sure she's actually her aunt or if she's just because so that actress interesting enough linda keyridge i'm probably saying her name wrong right right. i I
1: I felt yeah i felt like i recognized her from somewhere but i couldn't place
0: yeah well she's in a couple other of his movies she's in vicious lips which i've talked about she's in um down twisted which we haven't well i don't think we've heard that yet i think that's going to be the last one of this year She's in some other the movies. She started off as a Marilyn Monroe look at that, That's not fair, but she often was cast as Marilyn Monroe kind of look like speak. Oh, right. You know, okay. they, they cover that up in the Annie role there at the, at the, at the diner. Mm. But, oh yeah. yeah. But if you Very look, well. Yeah. If you look online, you'll see the pictures and and their time, depending how she's dressed, her hair is done. She does definitely look like Marilyn Monroe, but you, you know, that's, she plays a couple different roles in this movie actually. Yeah, she's kind of done up like that as an older woman working there who can barely, you know, roller skate and I, I guess they didn't have yeah, yeah. drive-ins with roller skates of fifty style drive-ins. And have those in England and Scotland so much or
1: uh not really. Not um, not so much. The roll, roller blades. Um yeah,
0: it's more of an American thing, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I don't think I've ever been to yeah, I don't think there's anything in the UK where you can get, you know, you've served in the the parking lot you know
0: right this is what you see out, out of a your classic 50s thing you'll see this if you watch um happy days uh, of course mm, yeah. if if you watch um lucas's oh american graffiti american graffiti is yeah, that what you're thinking yeah, yeah american graffiti is what i'm thinking of you you'll you'll is see that that, that that was lucas wasn't it or was it no hang on um... okay now now we need to look right. for i thought it was lucas um because that's where we first see Harrison Ford too, right? It is. Who made American Graffiti? Lucas. Yeah, it is Lucas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With that. With that sidetrack out of the way,
1: <laughs> I mean the the closest we've got is the drive through McDonald's, which we do have, but that's all. You know, it's a very different setup, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's a. It's. It's a little bit. different. different isn't it you you don't have people coming up in roller skates which is is probably the best (laughs) so so we have we have wanda who's you know a kind of nerdy girl works this drive-in yeah
1: yeah she's feeling a bit down because yeah she's just been dumped and she's wondering what to do with her life and she receives oh no before we get that we actually get a clip of her dad
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Over in North Africa, yep, he's uncovered a temple underneath his own house. I think well, I'm not entirely sure how that works. And then we see him discover this tunnel, and he's there's something chasing him. Um, I'm no, trying not, to think. There's like a sort of a skeleton or something. Um,
0: no, not not at that point. So he he something uncovered- spooks him, doesn't it? Uh, well, yeah. he you know he finds he, the he finds the tunnel and he fall and and he ends up going down and falls down this tunnel. I think yeah, he built. Yeah. I, I think he built on top of the the dig site. I think that he he just has his. his right, I, he's yeah, an archaeologist. Right. It's also, it's, yeah, he's an yeah, archaeologist. Yeah. They, they mm. kind of lay that in the beginning of the movie. He's been out for gone for ten years, and her mother's gone, so she doesn't really have anybody. But he, yeah, I think he just has his where he's living built on top of the top dig site. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. The the um, skeleton
0: all comes when when she finds it.
1: Right, yes, yes. So it's just oh that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's just wandering down the tunnel and then uh disappears into a big hole. Yeah. And um then we see her receive a letter from I'm not sure who it's from because there were no witnesses to the event. And this opens up all kinds of questions, but she gets a letter saying that her father has died because he's fallen down a bottomless pit. Yep. And uh, that just, yeah, I don't, that's never explained how anyone knew where that was, why it was decided he was dead, why the they know the pit's bottomless when nobody seems to know it's there. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff going on there. Yep, and she decides she's going to go out to Africa and find out what's happened. and That's her calling, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I think, and then, then it cuts to her wandering around his apartment, being right. Uh, she,
0: yeah. So, so his um, his coworker there, or you know, that's other, right. other scientists, man, works with him. He,
1: he must have been the guy who sent
0: the letter yeah he yeah. sent the letter he sent a plane ticket um one of the things cat the boyfriend that dumps wanda tells her you know you don't ever want to go anywhere you never want to change and yes she takes, she, she mm. actually looks up to the heavens you know there's a fairy tale right and, and she says you know please i'll change send me send me something and she gets this letter yes. of their father and then she gets died. The yeah yeah but in, in a plane ticket to africa to sort out his will. So she See, made, I'm
1: leaving out all the all the the fairy tale romance
0: stuff. <laughs> right. So she um well we get that later in the movie. She but yeah. she takes plane ticket, flies to Africa. Um he shows her his quarter, her father's quarters. She sees there's pictures of her all over there that he hadn't forgotten about or that he, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And she's really tired. So the so the co-work or the the, the other researcher, you know, her father's friend, you know, leaves her to sleep. When she wakes up, she starts poking around. She falls down into the dig site yeah. and she ends up eventually finding the, the, the entrance where, where the hole is. She hits something which causes an effect. We have Indiana Jones style booby trap.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very much.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, and and that's it, right. So, the rolling balls and the, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what hits the skeletons, which then cause mm-hmm. the, the pillars to start falling and, and which yeah. kind of causes her to run down the tunnel to the hole and falls down the hole, like
1: her mm-hmm. father did. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, that's, um, yeah. I think that's all really co- done quite well. That actually it's, um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. What, effectively done.
0: It, it is. Um, so the, the, the only other kind of setup we get when, when she first gets her father's quarters or when she wakes up, she's looking through his books and she finds a journal or something right. talking yeah. about Alanis and her father's mm. theory that Alanis was a spaceship or that humans come from Atlanteans, come from aliens and the, the spaceship, it crashed it ended up in the center of the earth, you know, millennia ago. And that was Alanis in the center of the earth. And that's where, you know, right. the human species originated from. And, mm. that's what he was looking for right right and
1: yeah uh, and that's that's what he finds isn't it well when we although uh, there's there's a nice shot where she we first find out where she is is that when we get this sort of underground cavern with Mm the um i i some of the backdrop art in this is really impressive i think um and then she appears to be. um it, it seems a bit, you know, it's not the Atlantis I imagine because she then seems to find herself in a kind of a junkyard where some guys are trying to. Uh, I don't know, are well, they ripping each other off or something? Some something's going on.
0: But they're, yeah. They're, so. Uh, yeah, she lands. Hmm. I I think it's kind of funny that. So obviously the ground's supposed to be soft, but when when she lands after falling down the hole. And there's a nice little shot of her falling down the hole, but she lands. She leaves a Kathy Ireland size shape hole in the ground. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> almost like Road Runner, right? Um, yeah. And Wily e. Coyote, but but then we see like footprints, so it's obviously supposed to be soft ground. But um, she comes across. Uh, these are miners, I think, and and two two miners are trying to rip or or basically looks like they're robbing or going to kill another miner yeah. to claim. Yeah. She intervenes of course the the minor she saves is the more handsome one right and this is um william r moses an australian actor and which is kind of in which they don't do anything with the accents at all or no i'm sorry you know what he's an american actor um is he well it's it appears that a lot of the
1: atlanteans are australian
0: it it does indeed it that's interesting. So he is an American actor, but he sure as heck has an Australian accent in this movie. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um well I don't know. Jules will have to call and tell us if it's Australian or New Zealand, but, I, but it sounds Australian to me. It's mm. to, to my American ear. Hi guys! I wonder the hell she's been arrested. So she hooks up with this with this miner who has to get back to Atlantis to file his claim. And, and she catches a ride with That's him. Right. And, and you're right. The paintings and the backdrops are are very interesting. Um, we know we're not in Kansas anymore because the the handguns that these guys have. And again, there's no shooting or anything, but the handguns these guys have don't look like anything we've seen. And all the equipment looks a little bit off. And especially when we get to the vehicle, it, it's a little
1: yes. bit off. That's yes. very strange. That- kind of incident she manages to kind of bump into the car and knock it over
0: somehow. Well, some I, I, of, <laughs> I yeah. Couldn't figure out what was going on there. I, I thought initially it's because maybe she was too heavy, um, mm. but she's not a, a big woman at all. But
1: I guess that's well, the troll thing. Yeah. yeah. Being, right. Which I didn't really didn't pick up on.
0: Well they never really <laughs> explain it. Up. You you just get mm. the, they'll drop the word troll here and there when she when she's on the run later in the movie and she gets into the the dress shop or the clothing store and like, how about this troll clothing extra large? And, yes. Yeah. You know, right. And yeah. So they, but they never explain it. You're just supposed to pick up on no. it. Um, but we start to see, and, and I kind of misled Spencer here because I said, this is kind of a Terry Gilliam movie and it's not really, but <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. I mean,
1: there's, there's, there's obviously there's an influence there. I mean, what I got from it was that somebody watched the Terry Gilliam movie and thought yeah. well, I could do that, uh, but uh, you know, and they had a shot at it. And there's, there's this, this sense that uh, a lot of the costumes and stuff is uh, created from kind of found objects and things like that. And that's quite Gilliam-esque. And then you've got. Um, use of lenses and things like that that you'd see a lot of in films
0: and, um, and the government about that oh no go ahead if you need to do something that's fine and, and oh, it's, all right, it's all right saw i've just got an interloper oh that's fine <laughs> the interlopers are welcome. um um the it the government as well which we haven't got to yet but the you, you know kind of the, the the government of Atlantis also falls kind of in that gilliam thing right where, where mm. they, they've got you you, you know this is not real and follow the government and it, yeah you, yeah you know, this kind of dystopian um you know fascist government that's kind of also twisting the narrative and 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 telling pe- you know obviously the official state word you know everybody knows it's a lie but they 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 tread the line because they're scared of the secrets yeah. and everything and, yeah, yeah 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 so um yeah and that's interesting
1: it, um uh but yeah it's not I w it wouldn't be fair to compare it to William right. stuff. Yeah. I don't think. Um but but I can certainly understand why you you pointed that out. I saw it almost straight away, you know. Yeah. Picked up on that. And um yeah, the the actual, you know, the sets themselves are pretty good, pretty the way they've created this sort of underworld. Um yeah thing i was getting that you know there was a bit of kind of 12 monkeys in there and there was a bit of even kind of blade runner-esque not to you know i don't want to put images in people's minds that <laughs> uh it, it doesn't quite pull off but but it's the that's what he's going for isn't it
0: yeah it it is and, and in fact his blade runners was one of his influences in, in making mm. this um so yeah i i i don't know it's it's up to i i don't know if we need to hit the the whole plot but basically she gets down there she gets into Atlantis. she starts looking for her father you, you see that that there's news reports that that mm. anybody from the surface world's called aliens she um is looking for her father there's news reports the government has captured an alien and is who's trying to invade ella or invade Atlantis and they're interrogating him and then the official news station says aliens don't exist. You, you know all this story about the government having aliens false. And and Gus, the miner, she helped, kind of helps her try to find her father. And then the secret police find out she gets kidnapped. She gets taken to this underground fighting ring, and <laughs> it's of course at this point we see Deep Roy. Mm. Um, Deep Roy is I, well, you see oh, that's Roy. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: with the eyelashes things yeah, the going eyelashes. on, and uh, uh, yeah, people who know him as the um, Oompa Loompa in the right Willy Wonka remake, Charlie in the chocolate. Yeah, factory. Charlie
0: in the chocolate factory. Yeah, right. Yeah. She ends up meeting up with Charmin, who's a you, you know ha- another handsome troll who helps her save her at a couple points. Eventually, she gets captured um, by the government. She gets taken to the supreme leader. I forget what his exact title is, and and they're deciding whether they, they're going to return her and her father to the surface or kill him. And then Gus, the miner, who has found a scientist who has a professor as a way to the surface, breaks in, grabs him, helps him escape. Hmm. And they they finally get returned to the surface. And once she gets back into L.A., her ex-boyfriend tries to hook back up with her because, as you say,
1: that's right. She now.
0: She's confident, hmm. wearing a bikini, and, and she turns him down. And then Charmin from down, the troll for, who helped her appears on a motorcycle. And, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's your room. Yeah. That's right there.
1: strange. Yeah. That's, 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 that's something very reminiscent of uh, the time bandits there as if yeah. he was the the uh, the, um,
0: the firefighter. Uh, and King Agamemnon. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sean
1: Connery. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> for some no, reason, I blanked yeah. on his name. Yeah, yeah, the Sean Connery role, and that's what's strange about that is the the guy you think is the leading man, He is that sort of a third into the film, he just he disappears, they get separated, then this new guy's intro in, introduced, and he's immediately kind of the love interest, you know, without much, I, you know,
0: yeah, I think the reason they did that much and,
1: backstory there.
0: Mm. this falls back into why i see this as a kid's movie and 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 the fairy tale because gus our minor, who's the i mean he is the leading man of the film let's be honest mm.
1: yeah.
0: and and he ends up helping her through most of the movie they get separated but he does eventually he's eventually the one that does save them and gets them to the surface mm. but he's not the love interest because he already has a a, a lady friend in this in this world right and, and she's actually played by Annie Pearl, Linda, mm. um, Keyridge or Keyridge. She owns the bar or whatever. And, and the blonde who owns the bar, that's played by the same actress, you know, because he already has a love interest. And there's a kid's movie showing him leaving it. I mean, there are plenty of kids' stories where, you, you know, somebody leaves somebody for somebody else. But I think that's mm. why we don't see him romantically with her because we're not seeing him you know cheat on his existing or leave his existing lover or yeah. partner for her so mm-hmm. i i think that even goes more into why it's a kid's movie um, all right i see i
1: didn't get that what I, it seemed to me that for some reason he was no longer available for that part of the shooting and they had to introduce somebody else um yeah, maybe you know uh, because, because, they, because that's very quickly done this new guy dropped yeah. in there's a bit of an interchange where he shows interest in her and she's like, kind of back off and then before you know it they're, uh, yeah, they they appear to be uh, uh, a couple Um, and yeah, he helps her to kind of, while she's on the run, Mm -hmm. before she gets picked up again by the government and then he disappears and then we see him obviously reintroduced in that final scene Right
0: so that's kind of the, the quick and dirty plot. It um, mm. I, I actually think it, it worked pretty well all told. It's not like you say it's not perfect, but by any means. Um,
1: no, I yeah, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. Yeah. I didn't. It's it's not a, it's not a great film, but I had fun watching it. I wasn't mm-hmm. bored. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the best I can say.
0: <laughs> so that, but yeah yeah the set supposedly are inspired by alien and blade runner you can definitely see the blade runner mm-hmm. i and yeah. like you say you can see terry gilliam influence without a doubt The <laughs> it influence it, you know without it
1: mm, yeah, uh, yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah um yeah i i don't know what else you want to say i had a couple more yeah go ahead notes uh oh, is yeah. that helena bonham carter uh, there was a uh, there's like um, a girl that's pursuing her isn't there that's uh, uh, yeah. that
0: actress this movie was filmed in South Africa they Canon Group oh. Canon Group of course are two you know Golden Globus are two Israeli investors and, and at the time they had a, a good relationship with some folks in South Africa and, and by this point, point South Africa was starting to get under sanctions and things like that and so there's mm-hmm. some money tied up in south africa that you couldn't get out of south africa so they right. made use of that by filming down there and most of this was filmed in like abandoned gold mines things like that um but Cr- christian tuckress plays or no she doesn't play that character she plays a she's a friend in la who plays that character i th- so there's a um,
1: yeah she's got the, there's she's a, trying to inject her with the right with something um um
0: what i but, thought yeah she reminded
1: up. me of alan bonham carter just the, the the look of her yeah um
0: yeah that yeah there's a character yeah. that's kind of like a street person that immediately sees that um Wanda would be of interest she drugs her you know follows her around drugs her takes her and sells her to the boss of bosses deep roy for this underground fighting ring yeah and, and then later and then immediately after getting paid for that goes and snitches the government hey i know where this alien is to get another payment you know to get and and sells that information and takes the government down to to where wanda is to you know and helps the government from there on out but it's kind of based just a somebody trying to survive on the street right shank that's oh she's played (laughs) it it that's interesting so it's the same actress that plays um general Roykov oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all.
0: No, I didn't <laughs> pick up those same actress either. It's Janie D plus plus us P L E S S right. I S. Um yeah, that's who that is. It's the same which and, and mm. I think we should probably talk about General Reichoff the in charge of the the secret police or whatever. Um Yeah, yeah, with the is she, is she wearing an eye patch or my i remember. Yeah, she wore, the, yeah, she has an, yeah, eye, she patch, an has, eye patch Yeah. It, <laughs> I I think she was suitably you you know suitably i don't know what the right term is i don't think Uh, Yes, she
1: she she did the she played the role well she you you knew exactly what who she was you know she was right the real uh enemy
0: really the real bad baddie yeah um it yeah it's an interesting movie she so (laughs) but a lot of people do dual roles in here she she plays Hmm. both the um the friend of the father who sends the letter to Wanda, he is also plays the professor down in Atlantis. Same actor. Um, the mailman also appears. He's the counsel that helps them. The councilman that helps them escape and is on their side. That's the the person that delivers the letter to her in L.A. Um, so there are a number of dual roles wow. in this.
1: Well, it yeah. kind of makes me want to go back and watch it again to see well, who's and, and again uh, how though, many roles people are playing,
0: right? Because that gives you that it's like Wizard of Oz, right? And, and so mm. it's a yeah. fairy tale thing. Mm. Yeah, I think exactly. for dro- for filming yeah. a fairy tale, you know, and, and I know you haven't seen many Albert P- Puns movies. This is a one of the more polished of them, <laughs> which I know doesn't encourage you to go watch more. But it um, but this <laughs> this is actually. Pr- for a fairy tales pretty well done all told um I, i'm not trying to sell it as a great movie by any means it's not but but it's it's an interesting movie yeah. uh, it yeah. it it um was released as a, a theatrical movie as, as well um i'm not sure how it did in the theater
1: uh but no probably not not
0: not, not much great. at all i imagine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. again the the, se- um... the the sell of this movie is is Kathy Ireland to most people. But really, if you want to look for kind of an interesting take on Atlantis on the, because when I read mm. Jules, Verne, this isn't what I picture.
1: No, you know? no, this is, this is basically an industrial kind of junkyard inhabited by new romantics.
0: Well, well this basically. is a, this <laughs> is, this is an end of the odd electric bastion land. Well, well, it could be, could
1: you be. Know? Yeah. It would fit right in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so interesting. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, this Um, fits right into your preferred game stuff, into your preferred kind of games. And and you could easily take inspiration from this for games.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Drop the characters in, you know, and even it it doesn't have to be a start in LA. I mean, you could have your standard adventurers that drop into Atlantis, they drop in a hole, end up in Atlantis, and then they're on the run.
1: mm, I think you could definitely create a better game than the than the film is
0: <laughs> right but you can take inspiration from the film for that game mm. easily. yeah 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 i mean this um, is the first movie where you see people chased through the city by the secret police or by the police or whatever and and all that i mean it's kind of the same feel as to some degree is total recall of schwarzenegger or something like that right yeah yeah i got yeah i got bits of total Bruce.
1: recall and as you say, with the the wrestling thing, Beyond the Thunderdome was mm-hmm. in there, and yeah, all all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So th- and and think about it, for an adventure, you c- you could tie into all that because y- you know one of the things that the our heroes could, well, or, or our party, I don't know if they're heroes, could get caught up in. Well, I'm thinking into the odd. Are they are they heroes or they they're just trying well, to survive? But, right,
1: well, it, <laughs> it depends. I, I judge them by their behavior.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but but they could easily get caught up in an underground wrestling ring or something. Right. Because that's that's something you could do is to throw some action in in, in there. They can. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, to try to. But then they end up getting sold out and they go on the run again. And I, I mean, this this actually would make a, a pretty fun little adventure. You could, you know, using this as the the base idea and then build off it. And this movie isn't that well known that you could liberally steal from it and, and get away with it, I think.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, I'd certainly never heard of it. And I know people who are a fan of, is it, is it pun or is it, I've heard pun, I've heard pune and I've even heard pine. Hi, this is Albert Pune. I'm here on the set of- Uh I was going to say, I watched uh, a bunch of guys that were ranking his films and this was one of the films that none of them had seen. So <laughs> it's obviously uh, um, Yeah, yeah, not not very well known even by people who enjoy his stuff.
0: Right, and and I try to, and that's one thing I'm trying to do here. There this year is try to highlight different films that he's made to try to get awareness out because people don't know Mm. the the different things he's done. And there's a a lot of things. I mean, everybody's heard about Captain America because they make make fun of it. And everybody's heard about cyber. Oh yeah,
1: he did Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we the Sword and the Sorcerer, of course, which is I, I mean, it's almost required viewing for Sword and Sorcery fans. I think Sword and the Sorcerer is very, you know, I mean, it's a '80s B movie Sword and Sorcery movie. Yeah, but, but it was, really I was
1: good. yeah, I thought it was great as a kid when I I watched it. Probably yeah. too young um, to, so, to 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 watch it at the time, but
0: yeah, um, Doll Man is is another great one um da Man's again a comedy and in the and the planet that doman comes from is a lot like this Alanis. So it's that same kind of right. government little mm-hmm. dystopian kind mm-hmm. of thing going on uh nemesis we i watched that we watched that this year nemesis is the first of four and, and these are more cyborg movies effectively um omega doom is part of the the cycle of the original cyborg um you know, but we talked about like I've talked about like Vicious Lips, Radioactive Dreams. That one will come out before this. Radioactive Dreams. Ha- you haven't listened to that yet. It hasn't been published at the time we're no. recording. It'll be public it, It'll be out in September, the end of September, and it is a one of his early movies. It's I won't ruin it. It's it's Radioactive Dreams is worth checking out. It, it's a fun movie. Mm, but, mm. He's not, and one thing I didn't cover this year at all is the kickboxer movies he made now he didn't do the original kickboxer with john claude van damme but but right. pune did um kickboxer 2 kickboxer 4 um it, it, but he's Ooh. done a ton of movies he, he really has mm-hmm. and the other and and we haven't dived into he's done a, he did a bunch of like gangster movies crime movies you, you know we're going to talk about mean mm-hmm. Six, but we're not talking about um crazy six or post-mortem or urban menace why take that back post-mortem is not a crime movie but the wrecking crew is uh or gang movie wrecking crew is but he's got a a a wide you know his his filmography has a wide vast kind of different movies that he makes you know Mm. um and so i'm trying to hit a little bit of everything with with a Mm. aim more towards the earlier ones because they tend to be a little better than his, his late late movies so, so Spencer, any last thoughts, final thoughts on um, – Well, I mean, regardless,
1: um, well, I, I did – there was the, a bit where she's, she's wearing glasses through half the film and she, at one point she loses her glasses and there's one scene where she can't see anything and then it, the next scene she doesn't appear to need glasses at all. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, – I, I just a little thing I noticed. And mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of what, what you think of the guy's films, I watched a couple of interviews with him and he just seems like a really, really nice guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he seemed to be a, he He, he got into filmmaking because he loved film. He wanted to make films. You mm-hmm. know, he, he actually, well, you know, when you look at his, his history, you know, he, he did a lot with De, De Laurentiis, did all that, but he actually interned with Kurosawa. Believe it or not, wow! Um, yeah, he he actually in, interned in Karasawa in in Japan. He traveled to Japan um, at a invitation of Toshiro Mifune. I'm probably saying that wrong, but to go for an internship and oh, I'm sorry, I take that back. He he was supposed to intern on the Karasawa film oh. with Mifune, <laughs> right, but and right, right. in, initially, but then he he did find himself working on a Mifune TV series under the tutelage of Kurosawa's director of photography, um, right. Tako Sato I'm saying that wrong, probably made Redbeard. But s- still, he he went to Japan for, for this internship. He was a military brat, you know, Hawaiian, and grew up in Hawaii. But, you know, he spent his whole life making these films, you know, some mm. with more money than others and more time mm. than mm. others. But, you know, he obviously loved filmmaking. He loved the craft. Yeah,
1: the the process yeah yeah
0: yeah Mm. he worked with some of the yeah i mean he's worked with some of the biggest names in hollywood here and there and it's it's really interesting um Mm. when you look at the this vast legacy that he's left us so
1: yeah yeah and thank you for introducing me to him because i you know i didn't know anything about him at all thank you as always always welcome to come on and uh yeah a chat yep. with you
0: excellent so i'm I'm gonna let you go but before we go i i want to say that you, you know spencer has the wildly successful podcast yeah. keep off the borderlands i highly recommend you check that out there's a link in the show notes you were one of the first of the people so over the years anchor has evolved we we all kind of start on the anchor platform you know and anchor's big claim to fame in addition to giving a free podcast and being easy to use and having a good, a decent phone app was that people could call in on the phone app and leave messages. So it was a very interact way to make interactive podcasts, but then anchor was bought by Spotify and they started removing features and removing features and things got worse and worse and people looked for other things. And you were one of the early, you were one of the first people to jump ship to Substack and so far maybe you know are you you seem pretty happy with Substack.
1: it's working for me i can understand that it may not suit everyone because what was handy about anchor is it has the old editing suite and you've got the the sound effects and 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 uh music and stuff like that you can use um i i kind of i enjoy the editing process so i do a lot of that on um you know, uh, audacity, and uh, I've recently been trying out a bit of um, uh, what's the other one?
0: Reaper's that's,
1: that's used gonna, by a lot of people. Me, Reaper, Reaper, yeah, yeah, that's got some nice features. Although it's uh, it's got a lot uh, it's got a whole load of things it can do, which are not necessarily much use to podcasters. So it can be a bit daunting. There's a bit of a learning curve. So uh, I'm I'm still, you know, jumping back and forward learning bits here and there. Um, um yes, yeah, so I enjoy the editing process, which is why it's not such a bad Because because when you're you're using um yeah. Substack, you you're basically like lo- loading up the entire file as one you know one file that's fully edited. So there's there's no kind of features for you know Messing around with it on there,
0: right? It's just something to publish your your work.
1: It's it's, yeah, know exactly. You're just in. getting it out there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is it? So I haven't looked into Substack much myself, but I, I know there's also it. It's primarily, or maybe not primarily, but it's also like a blog. Is if somebody doesn't have, could they just do their podcast through Substack and not do anything else, or is it kind of set up also? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, it? definitely definitely um yeah basically you the it it's kind it's like a blog people use it as a blog but it's really um a platform for creating newsletters your 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 stuff's going out to people who subscribe and um yeah yeah so i'm i'm you you're posting stuff up kind of as almost like an audio blog you you've got your show notes there and you you, the the audio file attached and you know and and if anyone subscribes on that platform that'll appear in their inbox and and it's obviously and it's still distributed to the other you know to itunes or apple podcasting or whatever it's called now and uh every everything else you know so right that's that's handy
0: yeah. So that's, that's an option folks. If you're too frustrated, with Spotify, a number of people have kind of followed Spencer. I, I don't know if you were the first one to jump to Substack. You're definitely an early adopter.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I just, I immediately felt the impact of the, um, the, uh, the messaging service going South. Uh, uh that really affected me i so much of what I do is inspired by people calling in. So, You know, which I much appreciate. You're you're one of the 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 key players there in keeping my show going, Jason, and uh I'm uh eternally grateful for that.
0: Oh no no problem, no problem at all. But most of us have yeah, moved away from using the Spotify the Anchor Spotify messaging at all. And we Mm -hmm. use other services now to get messages. So
1: Discord is particularly yeah, helpful for
0: that. Yeah, Discord or or for Americans, Google Voice is good or for Speakpipe is used, it's free throughout the world. So there's a number of different ways to do it. And, or email always, but so if folks are looking for something so far Substack seems to be pretty good. And like like Spencer said it distributes to the, all the regular services. So your show will be published just like it is now. And and the process of 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 switching services seem pretty painless. I I haven't done it but it it seemed like you didn't have any problem getting all your shows. Uh, no, well, I will say I did everything.
1: Everything backed up at home, which was handy because as, almost as soon as I switched over, my anchor account was kind of reset. And they do, they do warn you of that, but I didn't fully appreciate that my whole account would be empty within a matter of days. But um, but yeah, so you may want to consider. Um, the impact of that if you're going to switch over.
0: Right. But you were able to upload your back catalog with, with Substack or?
1: Well, yeah, it, it transferred it across almost immediately. My whole back catalog went as soon as I um, redirected the feed. And then once that was done, a couple of days later, I logged back into Anchor and it was, everything was gone. It was like a brand new account. Okay. Excellent. Which, well, thank yeah, you. you know, it worked out.
0: Yeah, I know because people kind of talk about Substack, but I wanted to kind of dive in that a little bit because I know some people are looking for different options. I wanted to d- just mm-hmm. t- touch on that quickly. Um, again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, folks. Check out Keep Off the Borderlands. Great, great podcast, even if, you know, sometimes he's talking about games that you – Now no, I'm, I'm kidding. The Spen- so what, <laughs> what Spencer does a good job on, in addition to Into the Odd coverage, is he – kind of talks about different Kickstarters and, and different projects and and different games that he picks up and games that he he kind of dreams about maybe running someday. And um mm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm working on that. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it. So okay. Take care, especially thank you very much. And, and folks, we'll be back later in the week with another show. But until then, be excellent to each other. By your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? In the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head. And the only question left is if I could see dead. Bring on the gold bring on the goal. She raised anymore. by tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the woods Don't look away, don't look away Don't look away, don't look away Well the zombies are arising and the world is gone to hell. We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck